Yo, this is your girl, Miss Tech. And this is your girl, Barefoot Gypsy. And this is Unfiltered Facts. Eating butt is not a sin. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, yo. What's good, y'all? It's your boy Flock back at you yet again with another episode of Unfiltered Facts. If I'm not mistaken, this is episode 20. Why do I always forget what episode this is the second I hit record? I swear to God. What is wrong with me, bro? Well, like I said, this is episode 20, I think, where only the real can relate. Uh, so, yeah, y'all know how we do here, man. Um, if you're new here, I appreciate you coming through. Uh, what I do here is I talk about a variety of topics. Uh, whether it be sports, gaming, music, real life shit, man, I answer questions that you all ask me, like ma- mainly on Twitter, or if I get voice questions on Anchor or wherever you send these voice questions to, I'll answer them, I'll play the question and I'll answer them, all that good old stuff, man. I'm going to sip my water in between time when I feel the need to, because, you know, I ain't trying to have desert throat talking for close to an hour nonstop with nobody to bounce off of. Can, Yeah, that could be that could be ugly if you ain't, uh, if you ain't got your your throat properly uh you know let me stop before i say some shit that y'all gonna end up clipping me and making it sound sus <laughs> let me get all into this man um as always big ups to all the different platforms that you listen to this on whether it be uh apple spotify anchor stitcher breaker google podcast wherever and if you're listening to this on apple podcast any apple podcast um, make sure you rate this five stars so it helps the podcast jump up in the algorithm and other people can find me and we can keep doing this stuff and yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to get this podcast out there man because i do enjoy doing this and for the people that actually rock with me i appreciate y'all so with that being said let me start off with uh as always what's been going on with me hmm let's see what's been going on with me other than what seems like me working my life away, which is like the story of my life, um, I've been actually having fun streaming on Twitch a lot more. I've been, I've become more active and um, and it's helped my viewer count, as a matter of fact. Myself and the homie Siggy, we on a mission this year, man, on Twitch. We trying to get partnered, you know, definitely trying to get partnered and we try to do it organically, you know what I mean? Because you you know how that goes man if you if you ever seen twitch streams and stuff like that you know how that whole game goes we trying to do this organically and i've been doing this paternity court thing man on twitch and it's been hella entertaining it started off as a fucking joke like it literally started off as a joke and it turned into like this this thing like when every every time someone comes in my in my chat we always count down like how long before people start asking when y'all doing paternity court when y'all doing paternity court and I have like, I have like male and female audience in, in on my Twitch. So, and even the females watching, they get a kick out of that shit. Because I think a lot of people get more of a kick out of my reaction to it. And, you know, just stopping in between time and kind of like breaking down, breaking down the situations and stuff. And then like, at the end, we all just like sitting there. We all like one fucking big happy family watching this shit. Like the drama, bro. It's just crazy. So, um... The viewers, like I said before, they they always into it, man. That's that's just hella hella entertaining, and it's almost like I've been gaming less yet streaming more. If that makes sense, I don't know, like if that makes sense to you. 
and uh yeah it's been fun though it's actually been fun i look forward to it, it doesn't feel like a chore and i look up sometimes and i'm streaming normally i'm like a hour 45 two hour guy and i'm done now i'll be streaming for like three hours sometimes three and a half hours and it don't feel like i've been streaming for three and a half hours which which is weird because i never thought i was going to be that guy so yeah it's giving me something to push for so you know yeah also um i've been building new relationships you know what I mean, as far as like on social media and whatnot, man, it's it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool building new relationships with people, man. It's like a lot of y'all may not may not notice, but but I can come across as somewhat of an introvert. <laughs> I've been told that you know if you're not in my immediate circle, I don't really like give you the time of day or whatever. So I, I think I guess I've changed that. But what's crazy, I think I get along more so with, with women than I do like these dudes out here. And that's, I won't say it's weird, but I, I guess because women understand me more so, I guess they understand me. Dudes, it's a lot of bitch ass niggas on, on, out here on social media. Let's be real, man. <laughs> I guess it's a lot of bitch ass niggas out here, and that's probably why. But, and I just feed, I just go off that vibe and I just don't care to talk to them. But yeah, I've been building some new relationships um out here man and it's been really cool you know, me, you know linking up with different people and shit that's always a good thing man of course you know the homies shout out to the gi squad y'all know how we do that's the fam always and forever um and big ups to the peeps that came that that came through uh my twitch streams uh from this podcast um i had a few people come over like yo i i heard of you i came over here from the unfiltered facts podcast man i hear you say your twitch all the time and here i am and some people were like, yo, I've been in here for like a week and I never really wanted to say anything because I didn't know like how to initiate any like type of dialogue, which I just go off of what y'all saying. I just be in here laughing. I'm like, yo, if you come over from the from this podcast, just come in there and say just that. That's that's how you initiate it, yo. And you'll see my reaction to it. I'm like, yo, word, like y'all have no idea like how eternally grateful and humble I am. That people will listen to me and appreciate and respect my opinion and thoughts and stuff just just for me being me because i don't go into it like this is no persona this is me pretty much me i just like it's just me with the volume turned up a little bit sometimes so that's all it is so anybody that comes over from you know to the twitch channel from the podcast just let me know that that's where you came from man it's that's that's great, man. So hopefully if you've been over there, you know already what I've been talking about. And you see how you come and you join in on the foolery and you, you witness it firsthand. So that's pretty much what's been going on with me. Like I said, man, nothing too too exciting this time around with what's been going on with me. Like I said, I, I work a lot, so nothing really to tell. And I don't really like to talk about stuff I go through at work unless somebody pisses me off and it makes for a good story or something. Um, Music-wise, um, Nothing really too heavy. Royce the Five Nine released uh, the allegory. I didn't like it nearly as much as the Book of Ryan, um, but then again, the Book of Ryan was was his best body of work by far, which is crazy because if I'm not mistaken, Royce is like what 42, 43, and that album came out what 2019 or was it 2018? <laughs> ah, shit, whatever. But anyway, I think it was 2018, but um. And he re released his best music at like age 40. So it's crazy how that works, man. You know what I mean? It's crazy how that works. And a lot of people, um, and I'll get into that in a little bit because I get asked certain questions about, you know, you know, if you could change this and if this would happen and when you get older and stuff like that, and what, you know, 
I, I, I talk on that later. Also in music, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, yo, she's suing her record company, man. Oh, before I get into that, Royce, like I said, lyrically, even though I, I wasn't a great fan of this past album that he just dropped, it still ain't many people on his level as far as like lyrical ability. Let me make that abundantly clear. Now I can get to Megan Thee Stallion suing her record company. Uh, I think it's called what, 50, 1501 uh, is the name of the record company. And that company is ran by uh, Carl Crawford. If you don't know, he's a former baseball player. I think he used to play for, um, I know he used to play for the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Rays. He played for maybe another team too. I don't remember, but I know he played for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, you know, they, you know, she's from, from Texas, Houston. I, I'm not mistaken to be exact. Um, she had like this big vlog. I mean, this big, you know, it's a big thing when she was talking, telling everybody about, you know, you know how greedy the record companies are and all this other stuff off the bam. I don't know all the specifics, but I do know that I've talked about this before that, you know, the record, the record, the, the, the music industry is designed to keep you in debt. And they were telling her that she can't release music because she wanted to um, renegotiate her contract and all of this because she somebody else apparently looked at her contract and was like basically you getting fucked <laughs> and let's be real like i remember hearing afini shakur god rest her soul talk about her son god rest his soul tupac shakur saying that you know everybody signed that slave deal that first deal you signed she like she said it like my son did it this person did it everybody did it it's just that just the game is the game because they feel like the record company takes all the risk by dealing with you and I guess she felt like she's big now or what have you. But I'm sitting there thinking, like, does she even have a, a an official album out? I know she got, a lot, like, a lot of, like, EPs and, you know what I'm saying, mixtapes and shit. But I guess she feel like she's made it now. And I'm going to be, look, I like Meg, yo. But I'm going to be real with you. You ain't really done. You ain't done it yet. You know what I'm saying? You haven't done it yet. Like, yeah, you got a buzz. People talk about you and, and shit like that. But... You still have to look at it like you signed it. And yeah, you're going to say, all right, I was young and all this other stuff. But it's a lot of people that went through that. You got to look at like, look at people that's been in the game for 30 years. De La Soul, to be exact. De La Soul been out since what, the late 80s? Like maybe like 80s and 89 or some shit like that. And they still can't get, they, they, they publishing. They still can't get their royalties off like they first, like two or three albums, I believe. You know what I'm saying? From Tommy Boy Records, who's been fucking them for years. I mean, that's why you don't see a lot of De La Soul catalog, you know what I'm saying, uh, before, I think, what's the album that's on there, the most recent, uh, they, uh, not recent, the furthest back album they got on Spotify, maybe what, the grind date? They still had like two albums before that that you can't do because they want to talk about something about sample clearances and all this other stuff, but Tommy Boy has been known for fucking fucking artists over. I remember Nori, as a matter of fact, said that shit before. He said in a line in a, in a verse, we like, you know, fuck Tommy boys, the niggas still suck. I remember hearing him say that. He said they was fucking him. You know what I'm saying? I think that was Nori. I'm almost certain it was, but I know the, the line in my head, and I'm, I'm picturing Nori's vo voice saying that. But to say what I was, you know, get back into what I was saying, um, uh, you know, she signed with, uh, I forgot the dude's name, man. That fucking quick, yo, man. It ain't important, man. But I guess he like this big time dude, you know what I'm saying, in Houston and shit. And um, I felt like she had opportunity to sign with the same um, 
what the fuck? I'm, I'm just so forgetful right now, man. That what's the whatever the group that that um that little production company that uh Migos is with, and um who the fuck else is with them? Is it Stefan Don? Maybe I don't remember. But anyways, um she could have been on that end, but she assigned she elected to go with you know the home team, I guess. Sometimes, man, everybody who say that your homie ain't your homies. So she learning the business the hard way. And just like a lot of other people, she'll eventually bounce back. She might have to take an L on the music that she got. But I know she was with Rock Nation and shit like that. But it took her to get on Rock Nation to realize that, you know, she actually got a what's called. And for anybody that's aspiring to be an artist uh, and you... <laughs> I sound like I sound like the Suge Knight, which called saying that right there. Like I'm about to be like, "Yo, come to Dev. You don't want to produce all of the videos, dancing. Come to Dev Row." I said I sounded just like that when I said that. If you aspiring to be an artist, but if you are aspiring to be an artist, don't ever, and I mean ever, ever, let them make their lawyer your lawyer to look over your contract. Hire your own lawyer. Don't go. Don't go hiring managers and all this shit and stylists and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Before you even, before you record a fucking single. Do that shit later, yo. Hire you a lawyer first. Always hire you a lawyer first that's going to look over your contract and make sure it's in your best interest. Not in the best interest of the company. Because the record business is designed to keep you in debt, yo. That's just what it is, man. It's been that way since the beginning of time. Left Eye broke it down back in 1996 for people. And it's still going on here in 2020. So, I I don't want to talk about that much longer, yo. But, y'all, if anybody else is out there, I really hope y'all take that advice, though. Um, let's get into some quick little gaming news. Um, oh, yeah, what else is new? We got uh, this FaZe Clan member. What the fuck is this dude's name, man? I, I had it uh, typed in here, but then I, I forgot it already. Whatever, whatever his name is, it ain't important. He uh, says the N word on someone else's stream and then apologized on Twitter and they dragged him. And what I found funny about that, which it really isn't funny because he said it with the hard ER, he basically said nigger. And the guy he was playing was like, oh, I'm streaming, I'm streaming, real talk, I'm streaming. I was more, I was more worried about the fact that he was the guy whose stream it was. He was more worried about him streaming as opposed to the dude actually saying what he said. So this tells you that they say this shit all the time and they talk like that all the time. And he just got caught. He got caught out there and he made this apology on Twitter. Nobody believed it. It, it looked, it looked just like, you know, some shit that he was forced to do by his team. I guess they suspending him indefinitely. Basically, he's going to get a slap on the wrist. You know, make him take sensitivity training. So basically, basically sensitive to me when they talk about that shit like that. We know how, bro. Let's be real. I've been called nigger a hundred times on Xbox Live. You know what I mean? I have, and many of you have too. Even if you if you if you're not black, you've been called that word. So let's be real. That's just what it is. Let's. They basically go slap him on the wrist. If, if you're going to say it, make sure no one can hear it. You know, that's basically what it is. Don't say this shit out loud. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. Just make just make them some money, and that's all they care about. Don't make don't make the brand look bad. So, that... Uh, wow. that That's just unreal, bro. It's, it, it's crazy. 
<laughs> it is crazy that people still do that and like a week later everyone will forget about it and it's just like you get you become numb to it after a while i guess you just become numb to it um moving along uh pax east just came and went and um if you're not knowing pax east is in boston massachusetts people i got asked recently on stream did i ever plan on going to pax i said if i do it'll be it wouldn't be PAX East and it wouldn't be PAX South. Cause PAX South, if I'm not mistaken, is in San Antonio, Texas. And like Charles Barkley said, they got some big old women in San Antonio. <laughs> Let me stop it. I, I need my homie Blizzy in here to do that one with me. That's funny. Um, Boston is boring. I heard, every, I heard everything shuts down by like 8 p.m. in Boston. Uh, if I do it, it'll be like PAX West, which I believe is in, what is it, that? San Diego, maybe? Some shit like this. It's around that way somewhere. <laughs> I would do the West Coast. It seems like every time we go somewhere for like a game thing, I'm always on the West Coast. I'm never the South and I'm never East. So I'm always going to California. So um, Friends of the Fam was there, uh, Heaven and Gypsy, and they captured some of their experience. And man, oh man, boy, the weirdos was out. <laughs> the weird, look, we may got jokes. And we joke around about, you know, niggas being weird, you know what I'm saying, weird-ass cats that be on Twitch. And we, like, you know, they be making a voice like, oh, she shook my hand, now she's mine, she's my girl now. You know, shit like that. It be really dudes out here like that. And we saw some of that. Like, we saw some of that. We saw some of that. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put it all out there on blast or whatever because I don't want to, I don't want to alienate neither one of their fan bases. But... Let's just, I'm going to just be real. If one of y'all happen to hear this, or even if having a gypsy li listening to it, I don't, I don't really care. It's just like, y'all, y'all got some weird ass fans, man. Like I couldn't imagine being a woman, you know what I'm saying? Doing, doing that and going through that. Cause that shit can turn creepy and it can turn bad. Luckily, thank God it didn't, but we seen some weird shit, bro. That's all I'm going to say. We, we seen some weirdo shit. And some of you dudes are socially awkward. We could tell some of y'all don't know how to interact with women, bro. Y'all really don't know how to interact with women. Ah, let's move into some sports talk real quick. Uh, this Layla Ali, Clarissa Shields situation, man. If y'all not in the know, these are Layla Ali is the daughter of Muhammad Ali, who actually got into boxing back in the, I want to say the late '90s, early 2000s. She didn't fight that long. And she's 42 years old right now. 42 at the time. She's 42. Um, and Clarissa Shields, who's like the hottest thing in women's boxing. I don't follow. I'm not going to lie. I don't follow women's boxing. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of the sport. But I'm going to be real. I just don't follow women's boxing. It, it is not a sexist thing. Because I actually watch WNBA and... You know what I'm saying? I watch women's tennis and stuff like that. So it's nothing to do with them being women. Don't get it twisted. I'm just not a fan of women's boxing. I don't, I'm just, I don't buy it. That's all I'll say. I don't buy it. I'll watch women's MMA sometimes, but the boxing, I just don't buy it right now. I'm just not, so I've never been sold on it completely. So anyways, Clarissa Shields, I guess she was, you know, making statements and she's 25, if I'm not mistaken. Um, saying some things about, you know, yeah, I feel like I'm the best and I feel like this. And Layla Ali had talked and said something. I don't, I'm paraphrasing, basically saying, you know, uh, 
you know, basically telling her to pay homage, you know what I'm saying, to the best that ever did it in, you know what I'm saying, in this, in this field. And Clarissa was like, what are you talking about? I, I never disrespected you. And it just went like a back and forth. So, of course, you know how that goes. It'll turn into a, well, in my day this, and then it turned, well, this is today, and you sound like this, and you got kids, ain't you got kids to take care of, and shit like that. I'm like, come on now. Like, let's be real, yo. <laughs> Let's be real. We not gonna act like Layla Ali was no dime piece now, cause she was. You know what I'm saying? And she could fight a little bit. But Clarissa Shields is nice. I did get a chance to watch some of her stuff. I went back and watched some of it before I actually spoke on it, cause that's what you do. You do your research before you talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But some people need to need to take that that advice. But I did watch. I did watch some of Layla Ali's fights back in the day, and those girls wasn't, wasn't ready for Because it was like, Layla Lee is like 5'10". And like probably today, she, I think she said she's right. Right now, she weighs 200 pounds. At the time, she was weighing like maybe like 175 or some shit like that. It's like 170. So, and I forgot what Clarissa Shields at, but it definitely ain't nowhere near that. I think she's closer to like 150. So... I don't know. It, it just came out where it's like she said she would fight her. She's like, I come back and fight her if the, for the right price, and I'm gonna shut that mouth and all this other stuff. I guess she feel like she didn't get the what it looked like is Layla just feel like she didn't get the respect that she felt she deserved when she was fighting that Clarissa is getting. So I can kind of understand why Clarissa feels like you know why let me have my day. You had yours, and she said some stuff that you know some people probably agree with. Like, look, you was all right, but you wasn't that good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you was beating up on bums. And the only reason why you got the shine you got was because of your last name, because of who your dad was. And I love Layla Lee, y'all. You know what I'm saying? But she made a good point when she said that because I'm looking like I didn't really see. And then they used to talk about Layla Lee was ducking up. What's that woman name? Yo, she was rough too, boy. I forgot her name, but but whatever. She was tough, but they were saying like she was ducking her. She didn't want to fight because she thought she would lose to her, and she didn't want to lose. But, yeah, that's just one of those back and forth things. I'm interested in seeing how far that actually goes. I, if that's on an undercard of like a big-time fight, I would tune in. Layla got to get herself in shape. But at 42 years old, I'm going to be real with you, man. You ain't Floyd Mayweather. Floyd could come back at 42 and whoop somebody's ass. I don't think Layla Lee can come back and, and beat that girl. She's rough, man, and and y'all would have to meet weight-wise somewhere in the middle, you know what I'm saying? Because she ain't going to bulk up to 180 pounds, and you ain't going to slim all the way down to 160. So it, it, I don't know how they do it with the women. Like I said, I don't follow it like that, so whatever. All right, anyways, staying on the boxing topic. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Twitter, Twitter went on fire after this one, man, because they said Deontay Wilder, let down black Twitter in Black History Month when he got his ass beat down by Tyson Fury. Now, the last time I spoke about this fight, last time I did the podcast, the fight was, was like a week or two away from, was like maybe a couple weeks away from happening. And I remember saying that this fight could go one way or the other. I said Deontay Wilder could either catch him, you know what I'm saying, catch him again, and this time finish the job if he changes his approach or Tyson Fury can adjust and get inside 
and do infighting with Wilder. Get inside of that right hand where it can't hurt you and adjust and wear him down. Because I said that before that Ortiz set the blueprint on how to beat Deontay Wilder. He just didn't have the stamina to do it. And Tyson Fury did that. He knocked him down, knocked him down. Then he knocked him down again and he hurt him again. And they eventually stopped it. And that was it. Now, later he came back, uh, uh, Wilder came back and said that, you know, he his legs was gone because he had on a 40-pound suit going into the ring with 100% your fault. All I'm going to say is you don't need all of that. The best, the best that ever did it, my personal best that, that, that I grew up watching, my GOAT was Mike Tyson. And all he ever wore was a fucking towel. That's all he wore was a goddamn towel. He didn't wear a robe. He wore a towel. He wore a towel. That was it. He didn't need all that. He didn't need all that show. So I can't I can't condone that, bro. We're not going to let you live with that because if you ain't had no legs from the start of the fight, trust me, bro. You, you, you wouldn't have lasted that long. So you just took an L. Wilder needs to learn how to box. And he's not young. He's not that young anymore, man. He's what, like 35? Some shit like that. Like, bro, you got to learn how to box. You got to learn how to hit and not get hit. You can't be out there trading no more. You got to learn how to hit and not get hit. Learn how to box. So, yeah. That being said, I'll just keep it moving, man. I don't I don't want to spend too much time talking about Deontay Wilder getting his ass done up. I mean, he got beat. I know for a fact he uh, said he's going he's gonna to exercise his rematch clause and fight him again. If he don't learn how to box, bro, it's going to be the same result. It, it, it's really going to be the same result. So you just ask to get your ass beat again. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Kobe Bryant Memorial, they had that. I, I watched it on YouTube. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this because we – this is still touchy, bro. It really is. Uh, I'm such a huge, I was such a huge fan of him as the player, and after him being a player, him as the person, you know what I'm saying, the man, and the shit that he was doing outside of basketball, I became even more of a fan of his, seeing the shit that he did. You uh, had his wife Vanessa spoke, Diana Taurasi spoke, Michael Jordan spoke, and Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal all spoke. Um, I'll start with Vanessa's her speaking it was so like I was watching it if you follow me on Twitter you see me saying yo this one tough yo it's tough to watch I had like I kept like getting up I went in the kitchen went and checked this went and did that just all types of different shit cause that shit was like heartfelt bro it really was then uh Diana Taurasi came out you know she she talked about different stuff um it was uh I forgot that girl's name too I forgot to uh put her name in there that plays for um fuck was it Oregon whatever um I know she she came out there and then had a game like later that day or some shit so that was nice of her to do and you know talking about meeting you know Gigi and then Kobe and stuff like that and having a mom mentality um Michael Jordan Michael Jordan bruh that dude got out there like he had like the, the like the most iconic moments of that of that memorial, like one watching him help, you know what I'm saying, Kobe's wife off the stage and whatnot. 
And you could tell, like, when they kept panning towards Jordan, when everybody was talking and shit, he just had his head down. You could tell he was so hurt. And uh, him going up there calling Kobe his younger brother. And everybody knows that Kobe just, like, idolized Michael Jordan. And that shit was, uh, it was tough, man. It really was. It was tough to listen to it. Jordan crying. And then he made the joke, like, now I got to see this for the next three, four years. Y'all making another meme on me. That shit was hilarious. I can't lie. That made everybody laugh. And that was, like, that was like one of those good points because, you know, he's not known for that too much. But him just talking, talking, man. He was just saying, like, real shit. Like, man, just he would call me at 2 a.m. just to ask me different shit. Like, first I thought it was just him being a pest. But then I thought about it. He was just as passionate as I was. And I didn't realize that, you know what I'm saying, until later. It was like, so he always had a great respect for Kobe because he knew Kobe, like, didn't back down. He had that same competitive drive. So, yeah, that was that was cool. And then Shaq got up there, man. And, you know, he, he spoke probably, he probably took the shortest amount of time out of everyone. You know what I mean? But we all know Shaq saving all his good shit for Kobe's uh, Hall of Fame. Um, Hall of Fame um, speech that he won't be able to give, of course. But, you know, I'm sure Shaq could be the one inducting him. Or someone will. Shaq, you probably have Shaq, Mike. And maybe Phil Jackson or somebody like that. So, yeah. But, I mean, that was cool. And uh, what's crazy is, like, nobody ever mentioned his parents. Like, they would all mention it. Granted, and rightfully so, they would mention it, you know, the, the, the wife and the daughters. But nobody ever went, once mentioned his parents, yo. Now, I know I heard some stuff, you know, and I don't want to do all that. Not here. Speculate that, you know, him and his parents was, like, you know, not on the best of terms. Or his sisters. He got, like, two sisters, if I'm not mistaken that you know him and you know his family didn't get along and you know you hear stories and stuff you know and i like i said i'm not gonna do that over here so all i'm gonna say is um whatever that situation is you still gotta mention their parents because you know two parents lost a child you know at the end of the day so yeah all right let's move forward with the twitter questions um first of all thanks a lot to everybody that sent me the questions how I do this is I always try to find questions that I either A, haven't been asked before, B, I can articulate, you know what I'm saying? I can articulate well and see something that I um, can actually share personal experience from because I say this all the time. If anybody can just sit in front of a microphone and act like they're giving you advice, but if they haven't been through it or going through it, you know, how can they, how can they really tell you what a consequence of a certain action or repercussion of, of this or set action will be if you never gone through it. Anybody can say, and say, yeah, if you shoot somebody, you go to jail. No shit, Sherlock. We like, we, we know that dumbass. Like it's, it's, it's in, it's in the, it's in the law book. We know that, but you know, shed some light on how you went through this. So that's what I try to base, you know, what questions I choose. I got quite a few of them this time too, but like I said, I try to narrow it down. To the, to the ones I thought were the best ones. And if I, the more I continue to get, I'll pocket some of those questions that I didn't use and I'll just do like a straight Q&A episode where I just answer questions from everybody because like I said once before, like I said earlier, I appreciate everybody that actually, um, that that takes what I say serious into heart and um, they respect my opinion and my experience on different things and stuff. So I, I appreciate that. Don't ever think that I don't because I do. I'm like, I'm legit humbled by that shit, man. Like the more I feel like more and more people actually fucks with me. So yeah, 
I'm gonna get it to um, Dion. It's coming from Dion. Dion asks, "What's up, Flock? As someone who's having troubles with their pops now, how did you rekindle your relationship with your pops after lots of years of not speaking?" He said, it "Also says thanks for thanks for if you answer the question. Can't catch many GI strings, but always enjoy the podcast from you, TBH and JG. Keep up the great work. Looking forward to what you all have in store for us." Uh, first of all, thank you for, you know, respecting my my point of view for, from this topic. Because I think I probably spoke on this uh, streaming on Twitch before. So, this is one of the people that actually pay attention to the shit I say. So, I greatly appreciate you. Um, with me, uh, I went on record by saying before that, um, you know, my pops I didn't like from like age I want to say eight I kind of like just lost contact with him and him and my mom was together then they split and shit like that and um you know he did his thing or whatever or whatever and uh he was he was out there bad you know what I'm saying he got out there bad and he forgot about his boys you know what I'm saying and that's probably why I'm so like I'm so involved with my sons because I, I don't want to repeat that cycle. So, but to get to your question, um, how I rekindled my relationship with him, I'm not going to sit here and, sit and act like me and him. I like, you know, we go to baseball games together and no shit like that. I mean, I talk to him every now and again. We, we're on much better terms than we was. And how that happened was, sadly enough, my mother, my mother, uh, turn me around to that because I didn't want nothing to do with him. You know what I mean? I just wanted nothing to do with him. I, I never gave him the time of day. You know what I mean? He would try to talk to me and shit when he see me somewhere and whatever, whatever. Cause he was always cool with my mom's side of the family. And of course, you know, I'm, I mean, my family is his family. So be somewhere. And if he's there, you know, of course he's going to say something to me, but I would always just be like, kind of just shrug him off or just, you know, just blow him off. But it, um, it took my mother <sighs> practically being on her deathbed telling me like um, I just remember her saying like <laughs> she just just told me like look life is too short to be holding grudges I need you to make amends with your dad he's trying he seemed like he's getting his shit together basically like he's getting his stuff together don't do that and he told me that he wants to, you know, do right by your sons and um, let him do it. You know what I mean, let him do it. Keep all that hate, you know what I'm saying, all the hatred you have, all the animosity you have. He's like, that stuff is going to consume you. And that's what she told me. She's like, that stuff is going to consume you. And I can see it in you whenever, like, I'm, somebody mentioned him. I can see it in your face. Like, you just got all this pent up aggression and animosity towards them. It's like, it's time to let that go, son. You're a grown man. You're doing your thing for your sons. The best thing, the best way you can get back at him is to teach him, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to not repeat what he did and show him, like, look, I'm not you. And that shit, that shit hit me like a, like a motherfucker because here she is laying there dying, bro, like, wasting away. And she still got enough sense, you know what I'm saying, in her to tell me that shit, bro. That shit was, that was some powerful shit, bro. Like, that shit got me all like rattled just saying that now. But you asked, so there you have it. That's what did it. 
And it, it was no, like, I had an epiphany and, you know, I did this on my own because I'm this great person. I got all this wisdom and knowledge. Nah, I got coached into doing that. That's what did. I had the person that I looked, I always looked to, to set me straight and to keep me grounded. That's who told me, you know what I'm saying? That this is what you need to do. And I did it. And to this day, you know what I'm saying? I kept my word and, you know, there's no, never no ill will. It's just, you know, he looks out for my, my sons and shit like that. He tries to make amends because he know he fucked up. So, but yeah, that's, that's how that worked, man. So I, that's my, my advice to you is, um, I don't know what your exact situation is, but I've said this before. I don't want to say that this is the case, but I've, I have stated this before that a lot of times, more times than you think it ain't your pop's fault. Sometimes it's your mom's fault. Your mom's run them away. And I, I'm telling you that firsthand. I've, I've seen it, yo. I've seen it. It didn't happen in my, my case with my mother, but I've seen it happen. You know what I mean? I've seen it happen. Just trust me I, when I tell you, I've seen it happen. So just know that get the whole situation and know what the situation is before you judge them. I knew what the situation was with mine. So that's why it was, it was so easy for me to, to make the decisions I made. So hopefully that, hopefully you got some sort of clarity from that, man. Um, <clears throat> let me take a sip of water real quick. You almost got me too, bro. With that question, <laughs> just so you know, um, Ricardo asked, he said, love the podcast flock, but is there something that taught you to be smarter with your money or were you just big brain like that? And if not, then what was it? He said, I'm going to guess your boys. No, it really didn't have nothing to do with my sons. Um, even though I do try to teach them how to like save money and don't blow all your money in one place and, and shit like that. But nah. I'm just not a fan of being broke. <laughs> I don't know no I don't know no other nicer way to put no fancy spin or shine and or whatever on it. I'm just not a fan of being broke. I know how that shit feels. I know how it feels to have have money and not I know how it feels to not have no money. I know how it feels to have money. I know how it feels to blow money. You know what I'm saying? Before shit like that and, and learn from that mistake. So I I know how that shit feels. So I'm just not a fan of being broke. Like to the point where you don't know where your next meal is coming from type broke. I mean, I know how that feels. So I know how it feels to be like, to feel like the, the walls are closing in on you. You know what I mean? And you don't know what to do. And this shit like this was before I had kids and after I had them. And then you got to, you have to make that decision. They going to eat. I'll wait. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure they good. I'll starve. You know what I'm saying? If that's the case, but I know hella dudes that I know hella dudes like people that I grew up with that would rather look like they got money instead of actually going out and getting money and doing what it takes to keep it. And when they do get it, what it takes to keep it. And once they do get it, they blow it on dumb shit that doesn't even have value a week after they get it. That's like me and TBH was just making a joke um, in his stream when it was like, yeah, you got dudes that spend all this money on Supreme and all this other shit and, and still will walk up to a woman and don't know how to, you know, don't even know how to interact with one. And I didn't think that's what's going to do it. Yo, clothes, clothes don't, man, they say that all the time, man. Clothes don't, you know, 
clothes don't make the man, yo. Man make the clothes. You could you could come in there with a fucking three piece suit on and still be a fucking lame. Let's just call it what it is. You can walk in that motherfucker with a thousand gold chains on, like Mr. Fucking T, and still be a lame. I can walk in a spot with a fucking old navy two for twenty shirt on. <laughs> Real shit. And have on some just basic ass, basic boy ass jeans. You know what I'm saying? And whatever. I always go I'm always gonna have nice shoes on my feet, so that's just without question. That's the one thing, that's the one thing I do spend money on is my shoe game. You know what I'm saying? I don't buy a lot of shoes, but the shoes I have are nice. That's all I'll say about that. But y'all get what I'm if you get what I'm saying, if it makes sense, like I don't blow money on dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't blow money on shit that I shouldn't spend money on. Like, we got this this joke thing. Like, everybody wants me to stream playing, um, what the fuck is that game? Animal Crossing on a Switch. I don't have a Switch. So I told him, like, y'all want me to play a game? Y'all get me a Switch. Because I don't have the money for that shit. Like, I keep telling, like, my son got right now 8th grade fees up the ass. Shit for some class trip. You know what I'm saying? Graduation fees. This fee, this fee. Man, I'm about to come out of, like, Fifteen hundred dollars, you know what I'm saying? By the end of this month, by the end of this month. So, if y'all don't hear from me for a while after this, because my ass is working, working overtime, working extra extra day every week. I'm about to be working extra day, pocketing that money towards his shit. So that's what you do. So like shit like that. I just said like that's what you do. You do what you have to do to make sure you um you know say you have what you need. Like you don't always. You don't always need the the, the the extra shit. Just get what you need to get you through. I mean, that's that's all I can really say about that, man. I don't... I'm just not a fan of being broke, man. I hate... You know what I'm saying? I hate looking. If my bank account is under a certain amount, I feel like I ain't shit. <laughs> that's, but that's just me. Like I said, your situation may be different than mine. Like I said, I got, I got hella bills, bro, so... You know, I have to manage that shit out. So I can't just get up and go buy this and go buy that and shit and do dumb shit. And then you never can, you never can tell when the unexpected is going to hit you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just went through that when I was talking about y'all back in what was that? December, right after Christmas, that like right after Christmas, right before New Year's, I had to, I spent like, like $800 on breaks and other little shit. You know what I mean? So that shit still hurt <laughs> for real. That shit hurt. So, yeah, I'm just not a fan of being broke, man. So, hopefully that, hopefully that, that, that set you through that, got you through that one. I'm just not a fan of being, I'm just not a fan of being broke. I always anticipate something, something unexpected popping up. So I try to prepare for that. Um, oh yeah, I got to get y'all, hit y'all with this high 16 for this episode. Um, where I talk about, you know, a hot verse on a song it could be old song new song um this one i'm gonna go with we actually was talk, just talking about this in my stream so i just used it because i couldn't think of shit else i was being lazy um i'm gonna go with ti from uh swagger like us which featured um of course it was ti jay-z lil wayne and kanye and we was actually talking about if they made a part two to that song who would be in that and i i said i would pick um i would pick fabulous jeezy Pusher, uh, and this was during that time in 2009, so it couldn't be no newer artist that's out now. 
Of course, we wouldn't go say like Kendrick and stuff because Kendrick wasn't out in 2009. And I would probably say maybe Game or somebody like that in 2009. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Ti's verse because I feel like Ti had the best verse on the song. Um, he spit that hot shit. Y'all check that out. Everybody's heard that song before. If you ain't heard Swagger Like Us, bro, you, I don't know what to tell you. Go listen to it. His verse, T.I.'s verse on Swagger Like Us off his, uh, what's it, Paper Trail album? I believe it was on Paper Trail 2009. All right. Uh, last thing before we wrap up this podcast, um, real quickly, uh, March, the date of me recording this was, is, was I was supposed to record this on the 2nd, but today is the 3rd. Um, March, I believe is women's month, right? I think <laughs> I forgot. I think it is. If I put this in here, then I guess it was March is women's month. So, um, the best thing I could really do is, um, advise some of you, uh, uncultured swine that don't know how to talk to women, don't know how to interact with women. Or just don't understand women, man. Just try to understand their plight sometimes, yo. Just try to understand what they go through. I know a lot of people give, like, especially in, like, the gaming realm and social media and shit, people think that every woman is out here selling tit pics and, and got an OnlyFans account. Not all of them are doing that, bro. Not every not every woman streamer is, you know what I'm saying, got top-down cameras, in, you know, in, on Twitch and all cleavage, you know. Not all of them are... <laughs> not all of them are boys boys we're just streaming boys not all of them are doing it all of them are not boys boys we're not we're just streaming we're, we're just streaming we're just chatting my fault i said just streaming we're just chatting boys i fucked it all up but not all of them are doing that so some of them are actually creating good content and um i'll just give y'all a few to to check out in the process um that i actually enjoy watching and listening to because not only are like not everybody is like gods at the game and shit like that and i don't really care about that like when i watch somebody like if i'm watching somebody on twitch i really don't give a shit unless you just flat out ass at the game like why are you playing this like why are you constantly streaming call of duty in every game you go three and 22 i don't want to see that shit you better be hella entertaining for me to watch you if you if you that bad. But these people are, and I know the homie. Shout out to boy TBH. He um actually like referred people to like uh, people of color, black streamers for Black History Month. He does it every year. Um, and by being Women's Month, I kind of wanted to do something. To, um, you know, just some people that I appreciate that I that I actually like. And it is no bearing on color or no shit like that. Just people that I that I like. That I like to watch and I like to talk to, you know what I'm saying, and interact with in their streams. Uh, of course, it's the homie Gypsy. Y'all, if y'all y'all know about Gypsy, Gypsy, wild man. She a wild girl. She funny as shit though, and she's a sweetheart. Like, she's a sweetheart for real. Um, y'all make sure y'all check her out on Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv/slash Barefoot Gypsy. Uh, the homegirl Heaven. Y'all heard me mention her earlier. Um, Heaven is another sweetheart. Um, twitch.tv slash heaven real easy if you know how to spell you better know how to spell that uh the homegirl b um real cool i just happened to stumble along her stream one night just bullshitting around just looking at you know just checking different streams and just it just was in a recommended and she was just talking to her chat you know what i'm saying the people that she had in there and 
just really interactive. You know what I mean? Real cool. She played Overwatch and a few other games as well. She actually, she we was actually playing Uno together the other night. As a matter of fact, we was playing Uno together the other night. She cool as shit. Uh, Twitch.tv slash BB, the letters, BB Stellar, S-T-E-L-L-A-R, then B as like a bumblebee, B-E-E at the end. So BB Stellar, then the, like the bug, B, that shit. Yeah, that, that way. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, uh, Zuri. Which is surprisingly enough, I didn't even know she streamed up until like a few hours ago of me recording this. She was in my, she comes in my stream all the time just to show support. She never, she never once said that she streams, never once. I never knew this. I never knew this, that she actually live streamed until I seen it in my recommended and was like, I, see, I recognize this name. I've seen this name in my streams before. And I just went in there, I'm like, oh, this is her. And she's been in my stream hella times, being there. She was like, yo, I'm waiting on that paternity court. I'll be tripping out in there. Like, I'm like, word? Like, yeah. She's like, hell yeah. I, that's why I be in there. I'm like, no doubt. So y'all make sure y'all check her out. She's cool as hell. She was playing a division too. So y'all, you know, she plays a lot of like shooters. And I believe she plays like those anime fighters. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know a lot of you, uh, you anime dweebs might love her. So y'all go over there and check her out. Twitch.tv slash A, like A-Y-E, Queen Zuri, Z-U-R-I. So y'all make sure y'all go over there and check these people out. I more than likely had a link uh, to all of their uh, Twitch channels in um, in the description of the podcast, wherever you're watching this at. So just in case you're, you know, you have a hard time spelling or finding these people, I'll try to put it in there for y'all, man. So yeah yeah that's there we go so y'all make sure y'all check them people out like real talk these are people like i i, I legitimately like, like really fuck with and they support me so why wouldn't i support them um all right so y'all know what time it is man y'all hear that music it's time to get ready to end this bitch yeah um social media y'all know it's the same old thing man you want to holler at me best way to get at me man holler at your boy on twitter you know what I'm saying? Twitter at Flock2K. Holler at me on Instagram, Flock.Leader. You know what I mean? On Twitch, which is where all the fun shit goes down. All the jokes happen. All the crazy shit, clips, and all that dumb shit. Man, just we just wilding out over there and having fun. No dumb shit, no weird shit. You can holler at me over there. Twitch.tv slash leader of the flock. And um, yeah, I believe that's it. I'm not about to send y'all to my YouTube, bro. I don't care about YouTube no more. So, yeah, yeah. Y'all holler at me in those three spots. Guarantee you get at me on either one of those platforms. Um, yeah, man. Appreciate everybody that come through. Listen to the podcast. Shout out to everybody else, man, in the GI squad. Make sure y'all check out Ace's last podcast. As a matter of fact, um, Game Reflex, we talked about, you know, mental health and stuff like that. I know there's always some people that, you know, they got issues with that. Um, you know, TBH's uh, Hokage Thoughts, Steve Jojo and uh, Steve Jojo and Chaos Otaku Summit. I'm gonna get Siggy back doing his thing, man, with this uh, money talks. I might have to have Siggy on here with me just to get, get y'all some stock advice and some money advice because Siggy is the money man of the group, yo. So, all right, anyways, I'm Flock, I'm out your ear. Y'all be easy. Come holler at your boy on Twitch. Peace.